want it to be a situation where like, well, who else do we have? I, I understand that whole position group needs a re- rehaul and reevaluation. But if you found a guy like Callaway, you could find me a guy that can be a three and a four. Okay. I think Callaway's going to be a very I'm- nice three. And at times if injury can be a nice two, you're hoping Thomas comes back, gets you something, gets you something, right? Draft a receiver right, here's, high here's next you- year. Now you've got two. Callaway would be my three. I can go find somebody to do what Traquan gives me. And I, and that's, and I hate saying that. But that's 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 why I feel that. You could do all what, what Traquan did with Lil Jordan. You can you could you could yeah. take all three or four of those uh, yeah. practice squad guys and make one Traquan. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, let's know, let's so, see if Quan Baker mean, takes a, another step. He was a draft pick, right? I mean, like, I, but to your point, right. you know, they're in it. And as far as Troutman, look, the fact that he's the, the contract's affordable for you, yeah. But yes, in theory, that position group, um. Was a disappointment, although, although, due to expectations, I would say Jawan Johnson was a positive find this year because Jawan he's Johnson, not. Yeah, he's not I'm your starter. With Vanette. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But he, I'm he's comfortable with Vanette. Yep. You know. So anyway, I'm gonna hang up and listen, man. Sure, man, no problem. But that's the point that I would think with the opportunity, and I think that's the whole reason why Traquan. Right, earns a spot on the bus here. I mean, Adam Troutman, it was your spot for the taking. And it, and it, Jordan, it wasn't like he didn't know the plays. It wasn't like, oh, I forgot, man. I, I wiped it from my memory. Larry, next segment can remind me. Who was the tight end they got from the Colts? It's terrible. They got rid of him after like two years. It's a big free agent signing. Oh, oh, my gosh. He literally didn't know the playbook. Like, he would go left, and Drew Brees is throwing right. But my point is... You know, it wasn't that. that. That that wasn't the situation. It was literally he couldn't catch it. <laughs> Jerry, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover, sir. What you got? All right, now I'm going to tell you who I want on the bus. You think, you think it's going to be crazy when I say this, but just okay. bear with me, okay? Mm-hmm. If you got a fella that it's on your team and he's, he's first string and he plays on the line, I'm going to give you a clue, and he's misses. I don't know, seven games out of 17. I mean, what good is he to you? What good is somebody like that to you if he can't play, like, three quarters of the games? I mean, uh, my, my name is Teron Austin. I think he needs to get on the bus. It's funny you said that, Jerry, because during the break, and I was going to come into it and talk about it with, with Larry, this is more one of those, um, you know, like – I would get what uh, what do you call it? The Uber where it's like a caddy or something like that. Like uh, it's a oh, limo. I, I think it's Uber Black. Yeah, Isn't Uber Black. Well, Isn't my, Uber yes, Black? I, I'm getting a special ride of thanks for everything that you've done, and it's more of a ceremonial trip because I I do think it's time to move on, but because of a, a handful of reasons. But at the same time, I'm appreciative. Like normally, yeah. the guys who gets tickets on the bus. I mean, it's I. I might even make him get outside the gate. You know, what I mean, like I'm not even picking him up in front of the. No, he's getting stuff. a he's getting a yeah, VIP no. service. No, this one's sort of like we're gonna have one last put him, you know, put him lunch in a limo. at the cafeteria. Put him in a limo. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got you. yeah, yeah. We, you know, Tehran, we're gonna walk inside the indoor facility. We're gonna look at the pictures. Go to of Commanders. The, for yeah, one last time. absolutely. No, it's like look, it, it's it's mutually beneficial. I think from this standpoint, go get your check. As Jordan brought up yesterday, he's the number two, by pro football focus, the number two tackle available in free agency. He's going to command a big contract. I'm not comfortable doing that 
right now. That just, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's people listening and maybe there's people in the Saints going, are you out of your mind? You have a left tackle. You don't let that go. But I, I just, I, you know, again, it would be one of those things where, you know, thanks for the memories sort of things. Almost like Teron Armstead to an extent, if that makes sense. Yeah, but when, I mean, you, you gotta have him to play. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not, if he's not that good, but he plays every game, that's better than nothing. I mean, you know. So, and the other thing I want to say is this: I think, I think the Saints. I really do think that Sean Payton. I got, I got. I'm really believing this. And Fletcher Mackel said the same thing last night. He's going to draft that quarterback from Ole Miss if he can get him. Matt Corral. Yes, right. Yep. I think the guy is going to be great. I think Dude. he's. Superstar coming up. I, I, I like his leadership. I, what I do like is this about certain guys. And, and this is just me, how I evaluate and kind of look at things. In, in, in the window that you play or start, do you grow? Can, can, is it like visible? Do you see visible signs of growth, right? And what I liked about the story of, of, of Matt is he came in and, you know, he, I would say higher, look, he, he had an attitude issue, right? Very, very self-absorbed, maybe didn't work nearly as hard, came out of high school, he was the guy, kind of partier, all that stuff. And then Lane got on him last season, you saw him improve. Then this offseason, the dude became for a while a Heisman candidate, you know? And you That's saw right. decision making, you saw really nice throws. His mobility, and I, and I do think, and it's something we can ask Larry here. I do think Sean would like a mobile quarterback that can be yes. like Breeze and throw and read though. Does that make sense? Like, I think yes. that's his daydream, right? To have a more mobile quarterback to extend plays. Again, Russell Wilson, like <laughs> a guy like him that's where, right. you know, Russell Wilson isn't Lamar Jackson, where I think one of his biggest assets is his legs. I think with Russ, he extends plays, will run for a first down every now and then, but that guy's a passer, right? And I think that's yeah. what you see with, like, Corral. Corral can run. He runs a lot, you know, um, maybe almost too much at times at Ole Miss. But I think here in a Sean Payton system, and again, right. I keep bringing it up, you look at the route tree and you look at people that study film all the time. There, There is built-in success if you know where to go with the football. And the fact that you saw him grow mentally as a quarterback and pretty much the entire broadcast of the Sugar Bowl was every single broadcaster bringing up stories about how much of a leader he was. The fact he's on the field crying, the fact that he says, I'm there to play for my guys. That means you got a mature individual that wants to be there, wants to lead has shown growth mentally in the game, and he has some physical aspects. I, Jerry, if he's there at 18, I, I pull the trigger. I would, too. I would, too. All right, buddy. Well, I'm going to listen to you for the rest of your show. Thank you for taking my call. As always, man. Appreciate it. What you got? Thank you, Joe Burrow and Mark over on Twitter. Kobe Fleener. That guy. Dude, my, I literally wiped them from my memory. Do you know how bad a signing that was? Good old Kobe. Hmm? All right, I got to do it. What? I'll ask Larry, too. Brandon Browner or Kobe Fleener, we're signing. Brandon Browner. 
Is that a question? I've had some bad ones. We'll do this next week. This is what we do now when the season's over. <laughs> Let's go into free agency. Those seven oh. and nine seasons, man. Oh. Again. Just look back there. Oh, you can point to it. Find. All you got to do is just look. Right here. Sheet of paper. You can write it down right. while you're seven and Talk nine. about a bus. Poor draft picks. Bad free agent signings equal bad seasons. Yes. We Period. Thought the, 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 the bus for y'all back then. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Two votards. I remember Pepito back in the day because we did that show. And I literally, it was just like this, a legal pad, right? Nice big old yellow legal pad. I had to flip to the second page. Flip to the second page. Pressure wash. Oh, wait. Well, guess what happened? That week, the next like week or so, stills and I, your boy cleaned house. Bye bye. Jimmy, still, I mean, Sean Payton just, is it on? It's almost like the sound of the Ghostbusters proton pack. Just, <laughs> it, he took a pressure wash to that locker room. That's why you're seven and nine though. I mean, I, you know. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't feel like there's that many. No, there's not, because there's not. Is there anybody on defense you put on that bus? No. I don't think not so. Not a single solitary player. Unless it's something to do with saving a lot of money, but. Okay. Nothing, huh? No player. I mean, this is going to sound horrible, but if DA. What about DA? If, if something happens with DA, he might be making his own ticket. I, dude, he, per Mike Flory on Wednesday, nobody's even called him for an interview. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Allen. Yeah. I, I think Dennis Allen's back next year. I pray that he's back. Did you pray that he's back? <laughs> I think he's back. I think he's back. Uh, quickly, let me tell you about DraftKings, the sportsbook app. DraftKings sportsbook app. Go download it. Google Play if you, um, have an Android. The App Store. If you have an iPhone. Go download it, and once you download it, voila! Go ahead and fill in. I actually did that. Voila! Yeah, for my wife. I told you she this week. She was like, "When can I start betting?" I'm like, oh, "What? No. What? I had no idea." So I, I did it yesterday. So it's fresh. Literally, it's like the second step. It'll, it'll say, "Do you have a promo code?" Put in LaRose. So you download the app. It says, "Get started." You put in your name, and there it is. There's the code right there, right at the beginning. L A R O S E, LaRose. And then once you finish the process, it's like three steps. $100 in free bets for you. No deposit required. So when it goes live, and the hope is by the Super Bowl, you open up the app. You'll look up in your account. $100. Free bets. Ready to go. Larry Holder next from The Athletic on ESPN New Orleans. Twilight's spreading out of wings tonight. She got you jumping off the deck. Shoving into overdrive. The largest diamond store in Louisiana has one of America's largest selections of engagement rings. But you aren't restricted to just that huge selection. We also encourage you to look online. And bring us engagement ring images on your cell phone. When you've got it narrowed down to just one or two that are almost perfect. Show them to us. Together, we'll figure out how to make it just a little bit different. So that you can have a custom. One of a kind. Unique in all the world engagement ring. Unique in all the world. 
I like the sound of that. And everyone she knows is going to love the look of it. Creating custom, one-of-a-kind engagement rings has been in the Ramsey's DNA since before I was born. Our father, Bob Ramsey, my grandfather, was usually famous for his custom rings way back in the 1950s. We're just continuing the family tradition. Come to Ramsey's and look around. You're going to like being here. You're going to have The largest diamond store in Louisiana is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. At Larry Holder's the way to follow Larry Holder over on Twitter. And as always, it's a pleasure, sir. How are you? I guess I should say happy anniversary on your show, right? Is that is that how you would like me to introduce you to? Do you realize that when I was on the air with you, mm-hmm. the Saints won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they also had arguably their best team they've ever had. True. And then when I uh, joined the Times Pick Union, that's when bounty happened. Bounty season. Right. So, I blame you for all Me? the bad mojo. Mm. Yes. You're El Gato Negro for, for normal. I, I guess I'm that's the good luck. You're the bad luck. Is it hard to believe, dude? January 10th, 2010. That's how long the show's been going. Man, I remember that show. Uh, I remember we did a, a remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I don't even think the, the establishment exists anymore. Uh, but it was like the whack pack of Saints fans showed up. Like yes. Whistle Monster. Mac the like, Quack. Mac the Quack, Randy Elvis. <laughs> all kinds of people just showed up. Like, yeah. they were sitting outside. And yeah. All kinds of people just showed up. Yep. And I said, man, maybe we're on to something here. And then all of a sudden, you know, we go to Radio Row, Super Bowl, 44. They win the bad boy. And look, it's uh, look, been downhill since. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to it top have that. have started hotter. They're really, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, there was no buildup. That's it. I mean, it's going to be hard to move on from that. But, you know, kind of along those lines, Larry, I, I keep using the word remarkable this week where you you legitimately have three big questions at three important positions, I would say, in, in football, much less the NFL. I don't know definitely who my starting quarterback is. I don't know definitely what I'm doing at left tackle. And I don't know definitely if I have a number one receiver or, or what I'm going to get from that number one receiver. Because if Michael Thomas steps on the field in September, it would be three years removed since he broke records. Three years. 
yet I feel like media, fan base, they're confident. Like they're convinced the Saints are a playoff team next year. And they don't know three big answers yet. But do you kind of get the sense and feeling this week? Well, look, I think that the Saints are certainly – look, if Jameis Winston is healthy, they're in the playoffs. I mean, it doesn't matter to me what had actually happened otherwise Mm -hmm. because we know all the other things that happened. But they definitely win, in my eyes, at least two games with Jameis as their quarterback. And so when you look at it in that sense, uh, I think Saints fans are actually looking at it, all right, what's the worst-case scenario? you could have that quarterback and that's Jameis coming back. And that's actually not a bad scenario. Uh, I but I do think though, that there is certainly uh, a, an envisionment for them, say Sean Payton and the front office that they want that position to be better. They don't know if they're totally sold on Jameis Winston, a, whether it's health or B it's just production. Mm-hmm. And so they've got to explore every avenue. And you're talking about you know, number one position in the NFL. I mean, this is the number one position in sports, period, right. the most important position. If you don't have a quarterback, you're toast. And the fact that the Saints were able to get through this season with so much juggling and some uncertainty at quarterback, I think is uh, pretty remarkable that they had a winning record. And then you mentioned, okay, left tackle. Where do you go there? I mean, we all know the blind side. That's that's a legit thing, even though um, we've seen right tackles have to be very good because pass rushers move around. Uh, um, but still, a huge part of your team. And then where are the skill position players? Like, I'm totally with you that in the sense that if Michael Thomas, if he comes back, how is he? If he doesn't come back and if the team lets him or it gets rid of him, because, I mean, he doesn't walk. The team would have to get rid of him. Right. Uh, where do you go from there? So, look, they have – but I understand the optimism leaving this season, but there are plenty, plenty of question marks. And like I said, the number one question mark in sports, quarterback, you have that issue going into this offseason. What does Larry Holder do at left tackle with Teron Armstead? I don't make him the highest paid tackle in the league, and someone might. So that's probably the, the – the, conundrum you're going to have there mm-hmm. and teams have money the Saints don't have money uh can they really risk investing 20 million a year on someone like Theron Armstead because if you look at the contracts that left tackles have gotten veteran guys like Trent Williams uh you know it's even though he's injured everyone knows when he's right he's right and so what do you do there I'm sure the Saints it's kind of a similar conundrum. Remember Gus back when, heck, this is when I was still on the show, uh, when Jermon Bushrod walked. Good he got point. a big deal from Chicago. Yeah. and But he wasn't at the level talent-wise as Teron Armstead, but he had credentials and he was going to go look to get paid. Teron Armstead, I'm sure he's going to go look to get paid. I mean, you have to as a player. And so uh, I, there's going to have to be a ceiling of how much you want to pay him, but you cannot break uh, the bank on Toronto Armstead. I just don't feel like that would be smart. Larry, Gus sent this to me earlier. Alabama, Alabama's offensive tackle, Evan Neal. He look, it looks like he's like projected to go really high up in the draft. 
do you go after him or should you go after a a playmaker like Gus and I have kind of been saying the past couple of you know months, getting that second playmaker alongside Alvin Kamara, or do you go with you know that offensive tackle and Evan Neal or some other guy on on the line? Well, that depends on if you let Armstead walk. If he if you let him walk, then left tackle is a gigantic priority. There's no question about that. And so, I would not be shocked at all if the Saints drafted an offensive lineman in that scenario in the first round. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked even if he came back. They still drafted an offensive lineman pretty high just because uh, you feel like you're you're probably not going to have Andres Pete forever, and uh, you've got to invest there. And they had done that uh, habitually. And so I think that if Teron Armstead walks, you look at left tackle as a scenario in the first round, and uh, we know wide receiver, we know that position is definitely of a need. The last time they went that route in the first round was Brandon Cooks. And, look, he's a, he's a good player, but uh, the athletes have moved on from him. But still, it, it's, uh, it's something that they're going to have issues at spots, and they're going to be able to have an open mind when it comes to the draft. But, Jordan, you're right. I think tackle is definitely something, especially if Armstead walks. Uh, you're definitely having to look there uh, early in the draft, day one, day two. Yeah, no doubt. You got uh, some decisions to make on the offensive side of the defense. You know, Larry, I was thinking about it. Today's the day we put people on the bus. We've had a couple of callers, um, you know, give some kind of unanimous sort of things. I, Trey Quan Smith's on my bus. Do you, who, who's on your bus? I mean, like, I, for sure he's on your bus. Many people want Adam Troutman, but he's young. I, I guess he, he comes back. That's a disappointment for sure. But Trey Quan, to me, is a guy that I'm, I'm ready to move on from. Well, does it even cost a ticket since he's a free agent? So that's the thing. Can you get away with even doing that for free on the bus ticket? But, yeah, I, I, I think that's something that uh, he has not panned out. And It's funny. We've seen these mid-round receivers mm-hmm. come and go. And, I mean, you're, you're, uh, your best friend, Nick Toon, and then your your really best best friend, even though he's a seventh-round pick, double-A, uh, uh, C-U-T, Adrian Arrington. Uh, but still, it's... It, it seems like that whenever the Saints draft one of those middle round receivers, it's either they're either really great at their first round pick or a no pick. Like don't pick them in the middle, and then you're just kind of bumbling and stumbling around. And so, and Kenny Stills fifth round pick, you trade him, and then he comes back, and he's obviously not as good as he was uh, mm-hmm. when you initially traded him. So, uh, look, Traquan Smith probably uh, passenger number one. I understand why people would want Troutman out. They do need an upgraded tight end. He's not panned out after uh, his second year. I mean, he's not going anywhere. But still, if there's someone, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people said, "Look, let's let Armstead walk, or let's let Marcus Williams walk, and go cheaper there." Uh, I would not totally discount that. But as far as poor play and lack of that, you know, not living up to expectations, it's, it's got to be Traquan at this point. Is there anybody on defense you'd put on the bus? I can't think of somebody, honestly. Well, people were probably about to put Cam Jordan on the bus, and then he uh, he, right? got he finished with twelve. And, right. and then and then you look at even Marcus Davenport. I mean, when he was healthy, he was not just rock solid; he was really good. 
So mm-hmm. you don't want him going anywhere. You know, I think I'm not putting anybody on the bus, but I would like to see a nose tackle come to the scene. Not defensive tackle, not on Yamada. You know, I I just think not a three technique guy, no, a nose tackle. Maybe they could upgrade there. Mm-hmm. But you look at everybody everywhere. How do you really complain about the defense? I mean, they did uh, like a yeoman's work to keep this offense and this team afloat to a winning record. So, yeah, I, I think that it's hard to pinpoint anyone on defense. Look, even P.J. Williams is a free agent, and he had a pretty good season. I mean, yeah. you really kind of don't want him to walk either. No doubt. Um, I gave offensive MVP to Callaway just because it was almost 700 yards. I know you could say Camara, um, but I think a lot of teams sort of, you know, stopped him in, in, in certain instances. And I'm just saying that because I think if he had a quarterback that could read and throw the ball, he was almost close to a thousand yard season, six touchdowns. So I just, I had to give somebody the, the award on offense. Defense, I want a Debo, Larry, because that was a question mark going to the season. It's a non-question now, like a non-factor. I, I think you can say for the next four to five years. And I also thought my 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 runner-up was Lattimore. I thought he had the best season overall, consistent, like a, a tackler this year. He, you know, stopped players when they got receptions. I, I thought he had his best season overall. But I, I, I don't think people could say starting the season, Saints are set at corner for the next four or five years. Adebo's allowed that. Team high in, in interceptions. He's tied with three. Fifth in tackles. I gave him the award. Well, offensive MVP, I'm just not even submitting a ballot. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, you got you to you put a name down. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I, could, I could just I – could, you know how they had uh, way back when in 2000 when you had the hanging chad? Yes. I wouldn't even poke a hole. No. Oh, nothing. no. <laughs> nothing. Zilch. Uh, maybe like – the, the, the second string fullback. I mean, well, Jordan went Gilligan. The other guy. Jordan went with the punter. <laughs> well, these special teams can't do that. Come on, come on, Jordan. He's not throwing passes. <laughs> well, I did. Count. I did say Winston before he got hurt, or Jawan Johnson. Jawan, oh my word! Is your MVP like week one? I mean, what? What? No, come on. no. We don't submit a ballot. Okay, no, no like, ballot. Like this year, you know, I'm a tennis guy. They yeah. had the voting for the Tennis Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. No one got in. Guess what? No one's getting in that's on the offensive MVP. That's a shame. Uh, it's messed up. Well, that's – look how terrible the offense was. Too no. bad, so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, but in that sense, on defense, I mean, Debo I think, is a stretch as your MVP. Uh, but he did play really well. Like, I, I get your where you're coming from with, with your thought process. Uh, look, Lattimore and Demario Davis are mine. I mean, that's look, that's to me, uh, they were consistent all year. I mean, mm-hmm. Cam Jordan, you can look at the numbers, and if you're not paying attention all year, then you probably say him. But uh, look, Demario and Lattimore, they're your studs. There's no question. Uh, they were consistent all year. Uh, and uh, you hope that, I mean, Demario Davis, he's getting up there in age. He doesn't look yeah. like he's slowing down at all. Lattimore's under contract. For a while, so you have those two pieces. Uh, you just hope that maybe next year I could submit an offensive MVP ballot because I'm not doing it this year. All right. Five seconds. Quan Alexander, the Saints try to resign him? Sure, why not? Keep you? Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I agree. Depends what that market is, though. That's the only concern with me. But 
We'll see. Larry Holder, The Athletic. Thank you, as always, for your time, sir. Thank you, Larry. Congratulations. Love your anniversary of my show. That's all the time we have for Larry Holder. Up next, Rafael Esparza. And he hung up on us. You see what he did there? Yeah. ESPN New York. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Pelicans taking on the Clippers tonight. And then they'll be on the road for three. At the Nets on Saturday, Monday at Boston. And then Thursday they will be at New York be interesting to see they can win a couple of those games there on the road and continue their solid play. As always, we really enjoy when Rafael Esparza joins us, sir. How are you today? I am doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. Got a lot of games to get into here. Um, first off, I, I guess I'll ask you, when you look at the, the playoff games this weekend, do you? Do, do you, do you see blowouts or do you think all of the games will be tightly contested to an extent? I mean, I think we could all figure out maybe there could be one blowout. Maybe that's the late game on Sunday uh, with Kansas City because they just played each other. Okay. I don't think, I think we can all agree that Pittsburgh does not have the offense. They can go toe to toe with the Chiefs, but I would not be shocked if we see two or three dog road dogs uh, win uh, this weekend. You know, I look at the games, and the first one that we'll start out with, 330 NBC, Cincinnati hosting the Raiders. 
Bengals are a five-point favorite over under 49. Weather looks nice, 27 degrees, cloudy. I I, I think when I, I look at this game, I, I look at, obviously, I understand the Raiders haven't been there, but also Derek Carr didn't play any playoff game yet. The year that they made it, he was injured and couldn't play. So you have two first-time QBs in this situation, and I almost think like games like this is what Joe Burrow loves. And, and so I, I'm not thinking it's going to be too big for him. That said, Raphael, this year he threw some pretty bad interceptions in the red zone and things like that. I think for the Bengals to lose, though, he's going to have to play like that. If he plays well, I think Cincinnati wins. I can see that, but if you're playing against a team, the Raiders, or no pun intended, playing on house money, they shouldn't even be here right now, and they're in the playoffs. Uh, I'm on the other side. I think the Raiders win. It's, uh, you know me. I think the Bengals are going to be competing in this division, in this conference uh, from years on, just because I like the way they're, they're building this team. They're, they have a quarterback. They have a right receiving quarter. They play defense. But they're still wet behind the ears. And uh, I don't like the way they finished their road game against Cleveland. Uh, how they barely beat Denver 15-10 to 10 in a low-scoring uh, battle right there. They're just totally different team on the road in the era. And they already beat uh, the Raiders uh, once already. So I kind of like the revenge factor on this one. I like the Raiders. They're rolling dice. They're, they have nothing to lose in this game. Okay, so you're going with? I like the Raiders in this spot. All right. Patriots and Bills. I This one honestly breaks down as simple as this. And I understand the coaches, and I, I get it. I do. I understand it. I know your mac and cheese is your Super Bowl. I do. But at the end of the day, it's going to be four degrees in Buffalo at 7.15. They're four-point favorite. And I honestly think it comes down to Josh Allen versus Mac Jones. They they literally won a game this year where the guy had like two passes or something. Mac Jones. That, I get it. I mean that's that's a testament to the Patriots in a game like this defense. Who do you trust? I understand that. But in the playoffs, elite players make elite plays. And I think Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Mac Jones and can make a play that maybe Mac doesn't make. Plus, when it's four degrees, windy and all that. Arm strength matters. So I literally break this down as simple as this. Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Mac, Mac Jones. Am I wrong on that? How dare you? How dare you say that against Mac and Cheese? How dare mm-hmm. you? But I kind of agree. I mean, it's going to be colder. When is it going to be colder there or in New Orleans on uh, Sunday? I think that should be an interesting prop bet. Uh, but uh, I understand the money coming in on Buffalo. really do. But really for when it's going to be nasty weather again, I think Buffalo wins by maybe like two points or something like that. I'm going to take the plus points with New England, expecting them to probably lose. I just don't see a blowout here. I see a late field goal to whoever wins this game. Four points is a lot. This one was four and a half. I'm going to take New England plus the four, but I think Buffalo wins by a late fourth quarter field goal. Oh, field goal. Dude, that's crazy. I've heard so many ex-players talk on ESPN radio in the mornings on my way over here. It's like – um that it's not fun for anybody playing in that kind of weather that, that it feels like, uh, the, 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 the imaging, uh, imagery that players have used is you ever thrown a rock at a glass and you see it shattered. That's what it feels like when you get hit each and every time. Marcus Spears said it's painful every single time and they're defensive guys. Um, on Sunday, Eagles at the Buccaneers is the early game. It's at noon. Tampa eight and a half point favorites. I guess when you look at the time placements, 
the NFL clearly is saying this is the one that probably no one's really going to watch based off of the time and where they play. Do the Eagles have a chance? And look, Levante David, Leonard Fournette, off of the injured reserve list, so they're available. Also, also, guys, uh, Tom Brady was mm-hmm. asked why he didn't shake Nick Foles' hand after Super Bowl 52. Because that's what he does when he loses. He doesn't shake hands. And so Tom Brady responded, so, hey, do we get a handshake, Raphael, at the end of this oh, game? Oh, is that a prop bet? Do we get a handshake? <laughs> I th- I th- I th- maybe I have to put that one up there. I, I was a little bit shocked. I'm well, not shocked. I'm disappointed that the weather is probably going to be rain. And maybe some wins, because I thought that we were going to see a lot of points scored in this one. You could tell the line movement, oh, total open up at 49, now it's at 46. So I'm a little bit disappointed that the weather could be involved in this one. Uh, Tampa Bay wins, Philadelphia covers. They have Tampa winning by a touchdown. Give me the Eagles plus the points. Okay. This is the one that I find the most intriguing of them. I think, you know, the Raiders, Bengals, for a different reason. But this one, I'm calling it the... um the beautiful disaster game. This is the disaster game because if you follow these teams and guys like Grant Cohen, who covers the, the 49ers who absolutely despises Jimmy Garoppolo and the way the Cowboys are covered, this game is which team will implode the most and make a play that they will talk about the entire week on first take and get up. And it's all, it's all going to be who, 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 you know, made the biggest mistake. I, I, I'm intrigued by this game. Dallas at home, three-point favorite. What do you see by this one? And my, twin, my twin brother's going to be doing bat flips. Uh, but I like the boys in this spot. I'm not sold on the health of Jimmy G uh, coming in this game. I like the way the Cowboys can probably put up points at home. If it's going to be an offensive explosion, I don't think the 49ers' offense can go toe-to-toe. But we've seen what the Cowboys have done at times. Uh, on their offense. I know everyone's betting against Dallas on there. This is probably one of the most dog-friendly game right here. So much action on the 49ers plus the three or the money line. Give me the boys. I like Dallas in this spot. All right. Steelers and Chiefs. Kansas City, 12-and-a-half-point favorites. There's absolutely no one <laughs> giving the Steelers and Roethlisberger a shot here. Do you, I guess my question then to you, if that's the case, is it's about the points. Can Pittsburgh lose under 12 and a half. I mean, I would like to see Big Ben uh, pull out a big upset here just so I can see ESPN just just explode because your boy Patrick Mahomes is not uh, is not going through the playoffs. That'd be fantastic. But I'm also hoping for a blowout game because for some odd reason I have dinner reservations, so I won't be able to watch this game. So uh, I'm hoping for a big blowout one. I think Kansas City wins this one. Does Pittsburgh cover – I don't think they will. I mean, I thought they were going to cover last time they played in okay. Kansas City's offense, which is way too much for them. I like KC. All right. Monday on the 17th, Cardinals-Rams, and it's Arizona and L.A. I was asked about this game early on another show, and I said, here's the thing with this team. It's interesting. I'm calling this the referendum game because if you're Cliff Kingsbury in the cards, you're basically backed into the playoffs. You didn't play as good a football as you did at the beginning of the year, right? And which seems to be the trend with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And going into the season, there was, if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't get to the playoffs, he's gone. Well, on the other side, the Rams are the degenerate gambler team. They, they have put not only all chips in, whatever gift the wife has given, you know, for Christmas, you're taking kids' money. They're throwing it all in. And Matthew Stafford is a question mark. 
Colin Murray and the cards, though, I don't know if I trust. This is a referendum game. In other words, I think the team that loses, it could be one of those, well, you see, they're not as good. You know what I'm getting at when I call it a referendum? Yeah, I can see that. And if you like to bet the Rams, I say wait, because I think this number comes down. Because I think a lot of Arizona money is coming in right now. We're not be shocked if more comes in. Okay. So I'm going to wait to see if I can get the Rams maybe three and a half or three. I like the points over. I think we're going to see a lot of points scored in this game, even though the Rams invested so much on that defense. But I just think the offense will be uh, able to put up points on both sides of uh, both teams. So give me the over 49 and a half. And I would not be shocked if the Rams uh, pull this one out and, and just blow out Arizona. Because I'm not sold on Arizona towards the end of the season. But I bet you if you pull the whole all Saints fans, who they want to win this game, I would say 99% would probably say Arizona. They want Arizona to beat the Rams. All right. Rafael, let's move over to the diamond real quick. Jeff Passan, a few minutes ago on the baseball labor update, there's no deal. There never was going to be one today. MLB made a proposal. The reaction among the players was not positive. Few on either side expected it to be. The question is how soon the MLBPA counters. Spring training starting on time is in peril. So do we see baseball? We do see baseball. We'll probably we'll, we'll probably miss two weeks of spring training baseball. I, I they would they're not that dumb to shoot themselves in the foot. We have fans coming in back in the stands. We've seen it all football season long. We've seen it in the NBA slash no no Toronto Raptor fans. They would just shoot themselves in the foot if they brought back no fans uh, and just locked out the whole season. I just don't think they're that dumb. No one wants to go to spring training. No one wants to do all the pitchers and catchers. So. They'll probably uh, miss two weeks of spring training and make a deal then. Yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting when when you uh, look at this, Raphael, in terms of you know the, the playoffs and where they sort of go. I know CBSSports.com had all the teams ranked uh, this year um, going into it. All fourteen teams in the playoffs. They have the Packers as the best seed or, or the the best team. Bucks too. Are you surprised Tampa's too with all the injuries? I think they're probably saying that because they know every sports book is probably really heavy on the Bucks, uh, so that's probably just a liability on, on that half. I'm, I'm not shocked though, just because of the Super Bowl champs. But if you really kind of look at it, who's who's been playing better football besides the Packers in the NFL playoffs? Who's coming in red hot in the NFL playoffs? All right, uh, final thing for you: there was a, there was a trade from Atlanta over there. Uh, to New York, Cam Reddish going there. There's a lot of belief that the Hawks are trying to maneuver to try to get Ben Simmons. And I don't think coincidentally, there was a report yesterday that the Sixers have upped the price to, to go get Ben Simmons, which is remarkable for me that, that, that they're upping the price. Cause if I'm a team, I, I'm, I'm like, what, what are you upping it for? No one's given anything. Do you think though Simmons eventually does wind up in Atlanta? Man, I don't know if the situation with Simmons. I thought for sure he'd have been dealt already or be playing some kind of ball somewhere. I, I, I understood that when I saw the Reddish trade. I'm like, ooh, maybe something is in the bubble with the, uh, Simmons. I, I, well, who wants this guy? I mean, he, has, he hasn't played anything. I heard he hasn't really been practiced during this whole time he's been out. So, I mean, how much, uh, how athletic is he going to be coming back? Is he going to be fat? Is he going to look out of shape? I do want nothing to do with Ben Simmons. How do I feel about that? Lakers are twenty-one and twenty-one. 
If you look at Twitter last night, it's all about Russell Westbrook not getting in double digits. They're ready to run AD out. I saw a big story nationally on him yesterday. He is who what he is. Are the Lakers in trouble this year? Yes. All right. Rafael the Lakers, <laughs> unless they just don't have anything to any tools to try to get younger and all that. There is going to be a long, this is going to be the same year when the Lakers signed. Uh, Carl Malone and all that, and that train wreck of a Lakers mm-hmm. team. Uh, if you think the Lakers didn't go far in the playoffs, uh, I, I have some uh, snow that I bought from Alaska that they shipped over here. Uh, so that did not melt, but uh, I, they're in trouble. And they said the West is just too deep now. The Warriors are healthy. The Suns, Utah, throwing Phoenix, or not sorry, Phoenix, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Denver, Memphis. I mean, the, the West is just too packed. If you're the Lakers, uh, too bad, too sad. You won a bubble world championship. At VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow Rafael Esparza. As always, appreciate it, sir. We'll talk next week. Take it easy, guys. Here he goes. Ralph Marlowe wants to chime in. Quick five with him next on ESPN New Orleans. Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. At Saints Forecast is a way to follow Mr. Ralph Marbo normally on Wednesdays, but he's so busy this week that he's literally carving out five minutes because I want his opinions on some things. Ralph, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Gus. I'm sad. I wanted, I wanted, our, I wanted our playoff game with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback and <laughs> NFL, Twitter, and America just completely outraged that Taysom Hill is starting a playoff game. And I blame Matthew Stafford for all of us. He cheated us out of our moment, and I'm sad. 
He did. Look, man, today's the day that we put players on the bus, hypothetically, right? Ship them out of town kind of thing. We have a little bit of fun with that. Uh, looks like the leading person that's getting a ticket to go is Traquan Smith. That's my suggestion there as well. Adam Troutman's gotten some votes. Um, who, who would you put on the bus if you had a proverbial hypothetical bus out of town? I, I, and I, I think you're going to put Caesar Ruiz on the bus, don't you? Like, I know it's only been two years and I know they drafted him number one and I know if they, if you say he's on the bus and you got to go fill guard again, but, but Gus, he's so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's regressed and it hits to the point with him where I feel like if they bring him back and they're like, he's going to be the starting guard next year, you're like, really? Like, you're really going to do this for you? You're really going to do this again this year, Saints, where there's no justification mm-hmm. for having him as a starter and no competition. So if I had to put a guy on a bus, I think it would be Ruiz. And it's hard because putting him on a bus makes everything more difficult because you just you invested so much in him. Yeah, I think one of the things, too, that I, I look at this team when, when you see the season ending here as well. I keep using the word remarkable, remarkable. They were in a spot to get the playoffs, remarkable that I also think, Ralph, and give me your, your take. I mean, you do a podcast, you write a column, you get comments here as well on your Twitter. I, I feel like the fan base, despite the franchise having three big question marks, convinced themselves that they, this team's a playoff team this year. Jordan is already calling it. Right, put it he has a sticky, sticky note. note that they're a playoff team. Yet you don't know who definitively is your starting quarterback. You don't know who definitively is your starting left tackle. And you don't know who definitively is your number one receiver next year because you don't know anything about Michael Thomas. He hadn't played in three seasons next September. No, it's, I, I think the Saints, they can go in any direction, right? I mean, you you can make an argument that it could, it could fall right. They could quarterback they could be healthy it'll be 11 and 12 win team or it could go very badly and they could backslide into be a, a five six seven win team so i think there's i think there's a ton of questions and the thing that's so sort of interesting to me Gus, is if they don't get russell wilson right or they don't get aaron Rodgers, and they can't make a big a big trade for a quarterback a guy that you know and Sean Payton, what if he looks at the draft? Because you remember in like 2017, 2018 when Darnold was coming out and all those quarterbacks, Sean Payton was like, I'm glad all these teams are these quarterbacks because we don't like any of them and good players are going to fall to us. And they take, they traded up and got Davenport. And you could say, well, he said that because he, he had Drew Brees and maybe he did like the quarterback. But you look at that draft, only Lamar Jackson and like one other guy in that draft for quarterbacks was any good. So like, when Sean Payton said that, he's probably being honest. So if he feels that way about this draft, we don't know, Like, and you don't get a big name, then you're still kind of stuck in quarterback purgatory, right? And I just think for the Saints, that's a frustrating place to be in that back-to-back years, you're just like, we don't know what we're going to do at quarterback. Is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be uh, Taysom? Is it going to be Marcus Mariota? Is it going right. to be you know somebody else we sign? I think for, 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 the, for the organization, that's a really – it's a frustrating place to be, but also, too, Gus, it's kind of just like everybody wants a quarterback. Everybody wants to fix it. I, I just, man, I think they're going to be in a tough, tough, a tough, tough spot. And by the way, call me insane. You probably will laugh at me, laugh at me before we get off the show. I think Jameis is going to get a good offer. Like, I think Jameis, despite his knee injury, I think there's enough teams that need quarterbacks. I think he's going to get the Teddy Bridgewater three-year, $60 million offer. 
Yeah, and I Ralph, that's a good point. I, I, yeah, I don't think I know the Saints fans are convinced he's going to be like ten year, ten million one year. I, that, like that's not happening. I, I don't think he's signing for anything mm-hmm. less than two. It wouldn't surprise me, like you say, for three, and I don't think it's going to be for five bucks. Like I, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, look at listen. Last year, this past year, the Bears jumped in late for Winston, and they offered him more. I know that for I know that for a fact. Now it wasn't like a crazy amount more, but sure. they jumped in and they offered him a little bit more. And the Saints were like, Jameis, you go to Chicago. We dare you. Do it, <laughs> and they and listen. If he had gone <laughs> the Saints quarterback, it was going to be Jacoby Brissett was going to be the guy they were going to bring in. So like the Saints didn't blink, and they let Jameis walk. So like I, I think it's a possibility that like the Steelers come a call and be like, "Hey, Jameis, here's two years, forty two million, and he's gone." And then you're like, "We didn't get Russell. Jameis is left. Oh my God, and we hate the rookie quarterbacks. Like it's it's not it's not a." a as simple as we think it is, and it can get really, really messy and complicated for the Saints very, very quickly. Well, I, as, so, you, um, as you went through that scenario, the first thing popped in my head is then I'm going to get Macarell because I think at 18, he's within reach. That's what I would do. Like, if, oh. if the scenario you just said happens, I turn my attention and go get Macarell. Well, here's the thing, too. With, with the Saints at 18, because remember, last year they wanted Mac Jones, right? And reportedly, and teams were like, we're not moving to 26. Yeah. We're not, we're like, because it's too far. But when you pick 18, if they fall in love with one of those quarterbacks, it, it just has, to, and it doesn't have to be, but Sean Payton likes them all. He just has to say, ah, Matt Corral, he can be my guy. Pick it from Pittsburgh, can be my guy. Then, if you're the Saints and you're at 18, once that quarterback gets to six, seven, you can tell a team, hey, you want the 2023 first, and they'll move from 7 to 18, 8 to 18, 9 to 18. Well, like, so that, that's in play, too. I just think, I just think we don't know. I just think we don't know what it's going to be. And by the way, the defense is older. You got Cam Jordan, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Demario Davis, all great, but all over 30. And Gus, you know this as well as I do. Defensive players have this tendency to be great, 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 great. Injured, washed, done, and it happens. You snap your fingers and it's, it's, it's over. So I think yeah. the Saints, they're in a very, they're sort of more, I think they're more fragile than a lot of fans think just because of all the injuries and uncertainty. I, you know, but it's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad place to be because I, I am confident that Sean Payton, if he can, if he can take the floor from crashing in this year, then he can do it almost any year. That Saints forecast is the way to follow Ralph Marlboro. I kind of agree, for sure. Next Wednesday, we'll talk a little bit longer, and we'll go into a handful of other topics as well, bud. That's right, Gus. I really hope that all these NFC teams make horrible, horrible coaching hires. That's what the objective <laughs> now. Forget about Saints plans. We just need all these <laughs> NFC teams to make really, really bad Hey, hey, I'm happy Carolina's stuck with Matt Rule. So, you know, it's everybody's fault but mine, Matt Rule. That's his new nickname. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> All right, next week, guys. Yep, for sure. Sports Hangover Hour 2 is in the books. Hour 3 next on ESPN New Orleans. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little